the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Portions of the Arthur Idala Power Hour, sponsored by Bay Ridge Honda. Portions of this program are pre-recorded. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go-to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high-profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Well, those were the sounds uh, hours ago, a couple blocks from where I am right now. It's Arthur Idala at 6.05 on Monday, September the 11th. And I am in studio with uh, Sam Bellino and Luca. Good evening. Do we know where Joni is today? I, I don't Did know. Did you give her the day off? No. I'm, she doesn't okay. work for me. Oh, well, she works for all of us. Um, you know, uh, a, uh, not a, not a normal day on the calendar for those of us here in uh, New York City, especially. Um, but it's not just New York City, because if you watch the memorial ceremony today and you looked, you know, when they read the names, they talk about where people are from. A ton of people from New Jersey, Long Island, Westchester. Um, so just to be clear, you know, I kind of checked out the news today and there's there's nothing breaking. Um, Andrew Cuomo got a big victory today. Uh, I did not read. It's a lengthy decision by a judge saying that the ethics committee that was created um, to look into him getting a uh, the money for the book that he wrote and that the that committee uh, on ethics uh, said he had to give the money back. A judge, a Supreme Court judge in um, Albany said that um, that committee is actually unconstitutional. It was actually acting as a fourth branch of government. Um, that seemed to be you know, the biggest breaking news, having uh, nothing to do with September 11th. There was a lot of stuff uh, out there about today's commemorance. Um, I, I, I just have to mention last night's debacle by the New York Giants. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I oh saw my. that score and I, and I couldn't believe it. I mean, Luca, the Cowboys. Uh, Luca and I turned it on, and well, uh, supposedly the Cowboys are supposed to be a great team this year, so that made me feel a little bit better. Forty to nothing, forty to nothing, to nothing, and you know, usually towards the end of a game when a team is winning by forty points, they throw in some class B, C, D players on the winning team, and and the losing team at least scores a touchdown or a field goal or something, but nothing. Um, so that was not a great way to go into the, uh, the nine 11 morning. And tonight, just, uh, about an hour from now, 
people are very excited because here in New York, the New York Jets are going to be playing the Buffalo Bills, so two New York teams, and they're playing at home. The Jets are here at home. There is a, a lot. Of, there are a lot of Bills fans out here. They were down there at the uh, 9-11 uh, tribute today. Uh, if they were any other team, I'd really give them a hard time. But if you really look at it, the Bills are actually the only New York team. They're the team that plays in New York, practices in New York. Uh, but a lot of the news today had to do with um, the fact that, number one, the president of the United States, I don't believe were, was at any uh, September 11th commemoration. I'm not going to beat him up from that because he was flying back from um, the Asia. I believe it was Asia. Um, and he, uh, he's been to other 9-11 ceremonies and, and you can say what he wants, what you want about him as regarding his politics, but he's very good with being compassionate for those who have lost people and loved ones. And when you're the vice president for eight years, as he was, I mean, you're trained to go to, um, wakes and funerals and commemorations like this one. So, but in his stead was the vice president. And if you peruse through the evening papers, it's all about the fact that Kamala Harris was standing next to Mayor Adams. And depending on who, you know, which newspaper you read, Adams was grimacing or he was like, you know, he wasn't very nice to her or he was cold to her. Apparently he made a statement saying, yeah, we exchanged pleasantries, but we did not um, talk about the migrant situation. Look, the bottom line is he has made it very clear that New York needs help from um, the federal government because there's just too many people here with no money that we have to take care of. Uh, but, you know, I'm not sure if he did the right thing by not whispering in her ear like, hey, you you know, you guys going to help us out. But that probably would have fallen, maybe not deaf ears, but on ears that don't have the power to actually get things done. Because the reports that we hear out of Washington is that uh, Vice President Harris doesn't seem to have a lot of influence um, with the president of the United States. Unlike, I think, President uh, Vice President Biden spent a legitimate amount of time with um, President Obama. And um, I, I think Cheney and Trump had a regular lunch. I know that everyone knows. Wait, did I say Cheney? Not Cheney. Who's running for president? In the, Pence. Pence and Trump had a regular lunch. lunch and Cheney uh, and uh, George W. Bush were very close, as were Ronald Reagan and H.W. Bush. Um, so... But I don't think um, Vice President Harris, I don't think if she showed up to the White House tomorrow and said, listen, I spoke to Mayor Adams and he really needs help. We got to give him money. It's, I, I really don't think she has the juice to push to, to make that happen. But um, being down there today, um, 22 years later, I was there, let's see, at 6 o'clock. I wasn't there yet. I got there around 8, between 8 and 9 p.m. with um, my high school friend, Christian Carmody. Um, and we were looking for our friend Joe Hassan, and that's why we were there. Um, that's that's whose life we were celebrating today. And we have a little, like, uh, tradition now. You know, I watch the ceremony at home, and Joe's sister, Victoria, did an excellent job. Um, she had to read the names in the, the, the deep into the S's, and um, it wasn't easy. She had some complicated last names. 
Um, but I was so happy. I mean, it was a madhouse down there in the best sense of the word. It's very organized, but there's a lot of people there. A lot, a lot, a lot of people there. And 3 o'clock in the afternoon is basically just for families or and friends of those lost. And then at 3 o'clock, they kind of lift the gates. And there were, you know, I don't want to give numbers, but many hundreds, thousand people who all of a sudden, once they opened the gates, kind of like just came around. They came around the two fountains where the, um, where the two in, the twin towers were. And um, then there's a bar right there in the corner called O'Hara's. And um, that was really a staging area for all the first responders and everyone through the years who have uh, helped make that site as beautiful as it is. And if you walk into the bar, the walls are covered with the badges of um, and, and the patches of um, fire fire companies and police um uh, Departments from literally all over the globe. I was in there today. I was talking to people from Germany, from France, who had just came. They came to America for three or four days just to be here for 9-11. Um, good for them. They wanted to see what it, what it is like. Um, our next guest coming up is actually the new um, president of the PBA, um, the Police Benevolence Association. And um, for the NYPD, we haven't spoken to him before. But you know what's crazy, folks? As many people have died on September 11th, more people have died since then from 9-11 illness. Um, you know, I was down there that day for hours, but there were people down there for weeks. So, you know, and hopefully guys like Frank Silla from the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, uh, you know, I know he's putting a lot of money in the bank to help folks who are desperately in need of help. And um, I take my hats off to him. Obviously, my friend and client, Mayor Giuliani, did an outstanding job, as did, May as did Governor Pataki. So um, let's talk a little bit about the current state of affairs with some of the guys from the NYPD with the head of the PBA coming up right after these messages. Mike Gallagher here. Time is running out to join us in Israel this fall. Dennis Prager and I are headed back to Israel in October with our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. Don't miss this incredible opportunity to stand with Israel. We'll visit amazing places in the Holy Land designed to encourage and captivate you at every turn. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com and sign up today. In Israel, we'll explore some of the most fascinating sites from religious and political history. We'll walk the same streets that Jesus walked in Jerusalem, tracing back the steps of Jesus and the disciples. We'll float in the Dead Sea with all its healing and rejuvenating effects. We'll visit the Western Wall, a spiritual experience you'll always remember fondly. No other trip will be like this one. Sign up today to travel with Dennis Prager and yours truly, Mike Gallagher, to Israel. Call 855-565-5519. That's 855-565-5519. Or visit StandWithIsraelTour.com. StandWithIsraelTour.com. Uh, being a police officer, wearing that gun belt every day, running down criminals, getting in and out that patrol car, pretty much sitting in the patrol car for hours at a time, took a toll on my lower back. And being an athlete, uh, believe it or not, I was an All-American football player coming out of high school and playing college football, lifting weights with no weight belt, destroyed my lower back. And so 
you know, just recently, and I say recently within the last year, I started taking Relief Factor, and I have never felt better. And it actually worked well for me. Come to find out, my mother-in-law takes Relief Factor. She takes it every day. She takes it twice a day. And so it, it really impressed me. And, and that's why I'm not only enthusiastic, but I'm glad to tell you guys about Relief Factor. And I think that you have shared a sentiment of, of how um, amazing it has been. So go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call the number 800 for relief Hi, Kevin McCullough. Wish there was an easier way to navigate the world of real estate. If only there was a way to learn from the best. Well, now there is. Saturdays at 10, our very own Dottie Herman, vice chair of Douglas Elliman, gives you the inside track to what is hot in real estate. Stay one step ahead in today's seller's market as Dottie gives her tips on how to make it through the tricky waters. Doesn't matter if you're new to the game or a seasoned vet, you need to listen to Eye on Real Estate. Dottie and her team of experts will guide you as sellers and buyers to make sure you're getting the best value for your property. Whether you want to become a real estate agent or work within the business, there is no better person to learn from than the great Dottie Herman. Why? Because she is the best, period. <laughs> so tune in, Eye on Real Estate, Saturdays at 10 on AM 970, The Answer. That's Eye on Real Estate, Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock, on AM 970, The Answer. You know, when you're healthy, you think, oh, I don't need a health care proxy. I don't need a power of attorney. I don't even need a will. We think, oh, I'll worry about that when I'm older or become sick, and nothing could be further from the truth. And if today's anniversary doesn't remind us of that, I don't know what will. The fact is, if something happens to you, you might not be able to designate a power of attorney or healthcare proxy. What happens then? The state or the courts may have to make those choices for you. Is that what you really want? It's essential to create a power of attorney and healthcare proxy as soon as you can when you are healthy. So call Connors and Sullivan today. They are the lawyers that really know their stuff because they've been doing this for 40 years. They'll help you make a plan that protects you best. You'll designate who you want to make decisions for you. For a free in-person initial consultation with a lawyer, call Connors & Sullivan at 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. Listen to AM970, The Answer on Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, or Odyssey.com. In New York, freedom looks like too many choices. In New York, I found a friend. You drown out the other voices Voices on a cell phone Voices from home Voices of the hard cell Voices down a stairwell in New York Just got a place in New York So Sam Bellino, I gotta admit, I uh, don't know much about this tune It's U2, it's Bono It's U2, yeah And uh, is this like a 9-11 tune? Or is this it's like not a 9-11 tune? tune, but it's it's their, a little bit of their ode to New York Well, I will tell you this No political uh, malice behind it So, um, maybe like a m- couple of weeks after 9-11 Or a month after 9-11 My law partner uh, in Brooklyn, Billy Santo Calls me out and is the name he loves to call me He goes, A Mope <laughs> Why Mope? I don't know, because he that's whatever, it's Billy. So I say, I'm like, what's up? He's like, have you now he's like six years older than I am. And he 
doesn't listen to much contemporary music at all. If you want to consider a band like U2 who started in the 80s, early 80s, contemporary. He was a mope. You ever hear of a band called U2? And I'm like, yeah, of course. He's like, well, you know, my buddy Ralphie is, you know, he runs the security at the garden. He goes, they're playing there tonight. And he can put us up right in the front. You want to go? I was like, yeah, of course I want to go. How fast did you say yes? Yeah, I mean, this was October of 2001. I got to tell you, they did such an unbelievable job honoring uh, those lost on 9-11. They had a screen behind them where they, they were just floating the names of everyone who at that time at least was it? I think they just called them missing. Um, and you know, I remember what Bono said. He goes, You know, we're from Ireland, um, but we love America and we especially love New York. We feel like New Yorkers. They really, really, really did a great job making all of us feel uh, in Madison Square Garden that night, making us feel the love. Um, I will tell you the presence of the NYPD today. Uh, down at the memorial was amazing. And, um, you know, those days, I remember the first call of significance I made was to um, first grade detective uh, Tommy Days. He was turning out at the time the 6A precinct in Bay Ridge, but he was he was cross-designated with the feds. And I remember he goes, Audie, I'm here. He's like, there's got to be at least 20,000 people who, who died here. Thank God those planes didn't hit an hour later. Otherwise, Tommy would have been right. Um, So regarding the NYPD, we have a 30-year veteran of the New York City Police Department. He happens to be the president of the Police Benevolence Association of the city of New York, the nation's largest municipal police union. Um, That is Patrick Hendry. Patrick um, built his NYPD career as a hardworking patrol cop, first in the Bronx 46th Precinct, which is, you know, not the friendliest place to be, and then later in the 103rd Precinct in South Jamaica, Queens. And that's actually, I believe, where he was on September 11, 2001. President Patrick Hendry, it's Arthur Idala. Welcome to the Idala Power Hour. Arthur, thank you very much for having me. Oh, the pleasure is all ours, number one. Um, so you were kind of a kid as well back in the day when this happened. Tell me your thoughts and your reflections on where you were and what happened on September 11th. Well, you know, today is an incredibly tough day for every New York City police officer. Uh, 22 years ago today, we lost uh, 23 of our hero police officers. And since then, we've lost over 330 of our police officers to 9-11 illnesses. And today, across this city, our police officers, we had ceremonies at every single police precinct across this city. Uh, We lined outside the precincts, we bowed our heads, Uh, we had a moment of silence to never forget our hero police officers who made the ultimate sacrifice. And in the NYPD, we have a saying, we will never forget. And we will never forget our hero offices. That's a promise uh, that's built in our DNA. And we pass that down to every single New York City police officer. And we owe it to our hero offices. And we owe it to the families. Oh, listen, first of all, the whole never forget part. um, I hope everyone in the world (laughs) remembers that. Uh, And I know that there were police officers who were running into a building who knew that they were probably running to their death. Um, President Hendry, I would, I'd like to talk to you a little bit about 
the guys who got sick thereafter and died. And it was you know I have a, a dear friend. He wasn't an NYPD guy, but he was a um, he was a part of the squad. Well, he was the chief of the squad of the uh, Kings County District Attorney's Office, Joe Ponzi. This guy was the picture of health. I believe I, I may be off by a year or two. His mother lived to ninety nine. His father lived to a hundred. His father was a storied police officer. And all of a sudden, at I don't know sixty six or sixty seven years old, he gets cancer like everywhere. He got lung cancer and spinal cancer and pancreatic cancer. And he was down at the 9-11 site for, I don't know, a week, something like that, a big hunk of time. Uh, and I know we fought hard and his friends and family fought hard to get some sort of reimbursement for him because this guy should have lived to 100 as well. And he basically lost about 30 years of his life because of this. Tell us what NYPD officers who uh, contract illnesses that are easily traced back to 9-11, the benefits that they get through the union, the city, the feds, or wherever it's coming from? So we've encouraged our members over the years uh, to enroll in the World Trade Center Health Program, which gives them the medical care that they need, but also the benefits that they need. And what I say to our members that are out there, those that are suffering in silence, Please reach out. Uh, your brothers and sisters, uh, police officers, are here to help you. And we have a, a, a team here in the PBA uh, of attorneys and uh, counselors that are here to help our members uh, so that they get the benefits uh, and the health coverage that they need uh, to go on every day and for those families who are left behind. Okay, so we, we have the privilege of talking to the president of the PBA, uh, the relatively new president of the PBA. Let me ask you a personal question. Pat Lynch was around for a long time. He was a great orator. He spoke very, very well. Um, tell me, you know, what, what was it like stepping in and, and taking over uh, that position? Uh, I'm, I'm truly honored to be the president of the greatest police union in the world and represent the greatest police officers in the world. I started my uh, career, as you said before, in the 4-6 precinct. Then I went to the 103 precinct where I was a, a precinct delegate. Then I was a trustee of a borough in Queen South for over 2,000 members. And then I became the, the treasurer of this great union. And uh, I'm truly honored to represent uh, the greatest police officers in the world right here in New York City. So, you know, if the elections were held tomorrow for mayor... I think the same uh, topic would be what was what was the case two years ago. Crime, 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 crime. So as the president of the union, um, you know, I, I also hear things about, oh, the morale and because the DA's offices aren't uh, prosecuting people. Give us a, a, a little bit of a state of the union from your point of view as the president of the union, <laughs> pardon the pun, well, regarding the NYPD and here and, and fighting crime in the city, greatest city in the world? Well, right now, our members are overworked, uh, understaffed. Our, our police officers are going out every single day doing their jobs, will be asked to do more with less. Uh, when our police officers go out and do their job, the criminals on the street that are being arrested, they're out the same day. Or the next day. Right now, our criminal justice system is broken. Uh, it needs to be fixed. There are many reasons for that. Uh, there's a lack of prosecution uh, by our DA's offices. The judges aren't holding criminals accountable. Uh, the decriminalization of, 
low-level crimes. So our members need to be supported. We do our jobs every single day, and we're going to continue to do our jobs. But we need the support of, you know, everyone in this entire city and this state. Well, you know, you you have our support, that's for sure. And I don't, I don't want to get you in trouble here, but at least when he speaks, Mayor Adams, it seems like you really have his support. I mean, I heard him speak a few minutes ago on the show right before mine saying, you know, uh, police officers are not going to get water poured over their head, not under my administration. Police officers are going to be allowed to protect themselves and defend themselves. We're not going to tolerate that. Are you feeling that support from City Hall? Uh, yes, we're, we're feeling that support. We feel that uh, he has our police officers back. Uh, we were able to uh, secure a contract with Mayor Adams. And uh, every day our, our police officers go out. Again, we do our jobs. Uh, we just need the support of this entire city. Okay. Well, I just want to, number one, on behalf of all New Yorkers, thank you and thank the NYPD. And if there's any way, you know, the citizens can help, we're talking to President Patrick Hendry. You know, you, you, you have the microphone right now, Mr. President. You know, tell folks who ride the subway every day, ride the buses every day, who are walking around the streets of all five boroughs, how can they help the NYPD make New York better? Well, you know, we need to uh, reach out to your elected officials to let them know uh, that you support your police officers and you want your police officers supported on the streets. Uh, we need the help of our elected leaders, and we need the help of everyone throughout this entire city. All right. Well, yeah, you have the support of, of the people who uh, produce this show, work on this show, write on this show. And I would think many of the listeners of this show, because everyone who listens to this show only listens because they know I love New York. So thank you so much, Mr. President of the uh, PBA of the NYPD. Come back anytime you'd like. Thank you so much, Arthur. All right, we're going to come back and we'll have a few more personal reflections on September 11th. Don't go anywhere. America. Interest rates uh, coming down, housing prices lower than ever, and I've always relied on Mike and Brian and the team at Fellowship Home Loans who can save you tons of money on your monthly payments, um, a, a home home. Uh, equity loan, a refi, a new purchase. Fellowship Home Loans is who I recommend to do all your business with. Here's their number, 800-510-MIKE, to get the conversation started. See if they can save you money on your monthly payments, like I have. There's not another mortgage company I trust other than Fellowship Home Loans because I'm a customer. I see firsthand what they do for people like you and me. Give them a call, 800-510-MIKE, Fellowship Home Loans, 800-510-6453, or find them online, fellowshiphomeloans.com slash Mike G. FellowshipHomeLoans.com slash Mike G. You do have a friend in the mortgage business. You really do. It's Fellowship Home Loans. Nationwide Mortgage Bankers. Equal Housing Lender. NMLS number 819382. Mortgage Banker NYS Department of Financial Services. 
Donald Trump warned America. The U.S. dollar is under attack, and it's becoming less and less valuable by the day. Hyperinflation and speculation is killing your retirement. Don't leave your money sitting in cash. It's time you diversified and protected your future with physical precious metals. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000 and get your free digital dollar survival kit and learn how you could get up to $1,000 in free silver today. Call Advantage Gold now at 800-900-8000 to get your free digital dollar survival kit. And you may qualify for $1,000 in free silver. Advantage Gold is the number one rated gold and silver company in America. Your future is precious. Protect it today when you call Advantage Gold. Call 800-900-8000 now. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Check with your financial advisor before investing. That's 800-900-8000. Hello, this is John Leventhal. I am a partner in the law firm of Idala, Bertuna & Kamins. I have been a lawyer for 43 years, including 13 years as a trial judge and 13 years as an appellate judge. I have presided over almost every kind of civil and criminal case, and I have seen litigants facing almost every legal problem you can imagine. What is the most important thing for a litigant to do? It is to obtain the right lawyer, someone with the ability to navigate you through the court system and achieve the best possible outcome. At Idala Bertuna and Cammons, that is what we offer. When I was on the bench, Idala Bertuna and Cammons earned the reputation of being the boutique law firm that fights passionately for their clients in the most professional manner in both civil and criminal cases. I am proud to be a member of the Idala Bertuna and Cammons law firm, where our lawyers will give you the powerful representation you all deserve. Let's talk about Plaza College and their nursing program. Yeah, you know, I talk about court reporting, court reporting, court reporting. That's because that's part of my life. And to be honest, I don't want nursing to be part of my life because I don't want to need a nurse. But Plaza College has been around since 1916. And not only do they have the School of Court Reporting, but they have four other schools of study as well, including their new School of Nursing. The accelerated Bachelor of Science in Nursing program can be completed in just 16 months. 16 months. That's not that long. We're talking about 22 years right now. Look how fast that went by. 16 months flies by. And you know what? Plaza College's School of Nursing, they just graduated 18 new nurses for our city to serve our city. Congratulations to them. Plaza also has a dental hygiene program with a 20-year community clinic where students work on live patients under the supervision of a dentist. It is a spectacular way for them to learn. So you should just check this out. Court reporting, nursing, dental hygiene. They have business, paralegal. Just go on the website, at the Plaza College website, or email them for more information at info at plazacollege.edu. That's info at P-L-A-Z-A college.edu. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. Joseph John Hassan III. Can't see nothing in front of me. Can't see nothing coming up behind. Make my way through this darkness. Can't feel nothing but this chain that binds me. 
lost track of how far I've gone How far I've gone, how high I climbed On my back's a 60-pound stone On my shoulder, half mile of line Come on up for the rising Come on up, lay your hands in mine Bruce Springsteen man he wrote this about today and i just went to boston to see bruce springsteen with the guest that's on the line right now guy who i have uh i I know him since well i know his brother since i was 11 and joe was 12 because joe hassan was born march 2nd i was born december 1st so he was like you know when you're a kid that's a big difference when when i was 11 and he was 12 I mean, he could always kick my butt, but he really could kick my butt back then. What's interesting is uh, in preparation for uh, having Chris on the line, I went back and looked at some of the um, photographs on my phone going back. The earliest I have is 2014, um, which is basically almost, almost well, it is a decade ago if you look at all the different dates. And boy, Chris, we've definitely aged, but I'm... I'm uh, when I see you in a little while, I'll flip through all the pictures. I didn't realize you were so close with Mayor de Blasio because I have all these pictures of you and Mayor de Blasio down at this site. But all kidding aside, your son and my son, both of whom are taller than us, um, they're like little munchkins down there yeah. uh, at, at 9-11. So I am going to uh, hand the microphone over to you. And, you know, you lost your brother, Joe, who was, uh, what was he, two years your senior? Three. Three years your so, senior. Now, you mentioned that uh, he's a year older than you, but you know it's my big brother. And if you don't have a big brother, you you just you can't understand what it's like to have a big brother. Big brother teaches you everything. Big brother, you know, knocks you down. He picks you up. He teaches you everything. And if you've never had a big brother or the experience of one. I, I can't explain it to you, and and it means a lot. And 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 with that, I'm, I'm at my parents' house where we grew up right now. I'm looking at his graduation picture right now. I'm. I'm, what, I'm what is the name of the block? Him. What is the name of the block where your parents' house is? Joseph John Hassan the Third. You know, nine eleven Memorial Way. I, I painted it. You know, red, white, and blue on the twentieth anniversary. We're here every year, and. Uh, this is where we grew up. I mean, this is where he taught me, you know, right or wrong, and for better or worse, he kicked my butt. He, he, uh, you know, he he teased me, and he made me into a you know a stronger person, and that's what a big brother does. So um, when 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 you know today is coming up, um, you know, you're you're a professor, you know, you're a politically astute guy. You know, do, do you set everything aside and just focus on today, or is it like the yeah. whole week leaving? You know, tell us what it's like for a family well, member know, who lost someone so close. You know, that day I was teaching um, in Brooklyn. Um, I just got finished saying the Pledge of Allegiance with my class. The assistant principal comes running down saying the towers are on, on fire. And you have to realize Joe was in there in 93. Not many people. Um, have you know uh, remember 93 let alone uh 911 and and the fact that he made it out then and, and the idea was okay i think he's going to get out now I, I ran home 
because he had just had a, uh, his wife, Mary, had just had a son, my nephew, three months earlier on Father's Day. My nephew was born on Father's Day. My brother got one Father's Day. I was uh, I was barbecuing I was I was barbecuing the lamb's heads in my father's backyard at Bay Ridge and my phone rings and as you know my dad always has the the camera rolling right so he's got the video camera on and I say before I even answer the phone back then it was a flip phone but it it did have caller ID and I said uh, I go this is going to be Joe maybe it didn't have caller ID but I just knew that Mary was about to give birth so I answered the phone and I'm like, hello and your brother's just screaming four. Four, four. I go, I go, Joe. I go, Joe. What the heck does that mean? He goes, Joe, John Ash in the fourth. I have a son. I have a son. Blah 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 blah. And I'll never forget it, man. Yeah. And and you know, you realize the baby was little. Joe was born. Where was it? Downtown Brooklyn Hospital. So when I was in the in the hospital room, you know, the view outside Mary and Joe's, you know, hospital room was the Trade Center. And I'm I'm filming, and I, I just to today, I can't I can't <clears throat> I can't watch the video because I'm videotaping. And I remember distinctly saying, "This is where mommy and daddy met," okay? And I'm filming it, and I have it, and I have it hidden. I just even to this day, I just can't I can't bring myself to watch the video and and just see it because I zoom in on I mean I zoom in on it and I look at it and I'm like oh my god give, it's, get, it's, Chris it's, give people a little so context give, give people a little context about how Joe and his wife Mary met uh, you know my my first of all as I said my brother was in the world trade since 93 with the first attack and he worked for Canna Fitzgerald and then Mary was 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 uh, working there and, and you know he asked her out and they started dating, and then you don't realize, but can't relate off a ton of people. And Joe moved over to their uh, online e-speed uh, right. uh, yep. branch, and and she left as well as so many, including one of his other dear friends, uh, Mike Favalli, whose birthday is today. Uh, and 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 uh, with that, Joe stayed. Mary, you know, inevitably gave birth uh, on on Father's Day. And Joe went back proud. You know, he got on the bus from Bay Ridge. It's what, what is it? 10, 10 minutes from our neighborhood to the World Trade Center and left his wife and newborn baby home. And, uh, and, and you know what he left home on the morning of 9 11, Chris? He, I'm not even he sure he left. left. His, his car keys, uh, his house keys. As, as he often does, and it had a little, you know, Joe was a big Miami Dolphins fan, and it had oh, a little cute. dolphin keychain on it, and your, your, your mother gave me the dolphin keychain, and I held on to it for 20 years, and at the 20-year anniversary, I gave it to your nephew, to Joe's son, and I said, listen, yeah. I've been carrying this in my backpack when I've been traveling the world, and it's kept me safe. I go, I got one request, just don't lose it, <laughs> and, I, and I gave it to him. <laughs> And, and, and subsequent, I mean, 22 years, I, I got married. I married, you know, a family friend who we've known for years. You know, my brother brought us together, I like to say, my gorgeous wife, Cindy. And, and, and with that, we've had two beautiful children, my son, Julian, who, who now his big brother is Joe. Uh, my daughter, Susie, who, who my, 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 my brother's her guardian angel. Realize almost a year ago she was almost taken from us, and I'm praying that Joe, please, please save her. And and, and 
you know, these these little things mean so much. But Mary has done an amazing job, you know, raising my, my nephew. He just graduated Villanova, my sister. You know, it, it takes a village, and that's an old African proverb. And, and it's so true. And without the friends and family, I would have never, I wouldn't be here right now. And I, and I, I reached out to a lot of friends and I said, I'm so sorry. I'm such a cantankerous guy. I just wanted to thank you for all you've done for me and got me to where I am today. Because without you, I wouldn't be here. So if I could just give a shout out to some of my dearest friends in the world, my friend Antonio Neri from Da Vinci's Pizza, Charlie Bon Tempo, my, my, my buddies growing up, the my ILOs, my buddy Rob Pereira. Uh, Willie Fay, Fran Paladino, so many of them. My buddy Jimmy Pazarikas, who is a little far left, but I'm I'm a little far right. But together, <laughs> you know, together, you know, I I love all my friends dearly, and they've gotten me. And you know, I was listening to Bill O'Reilly the other day. He said, "You know how many people actually have close friends?" It, and and the and the number was staggering how low the percentage is, and I can't believe how lucky I've been. And in, my, in, in, in the vein of my favorite movie, it's a wonderful life at the end. It's like no man is a failure that has friends. Well, and, of course, number one is you, Arthur. Just let me get it out of the way. You have been champion to my, my brother and been like a big brother to me, so I want to thank you. And I don't need to kiss you a butt because you know me. I'll, 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 I shoot straight, but no one will ever say that you have not been there for my family and I thank you for that. All I right, Christopher. My... Let me ask you a question because I have to go, is your sister Victoria around? Well <laughs> she present or and sober? We had, we we had a rough time getting home. We made it. You know, my my great nephew, my my family's all here, my mom's house. Uh, how much time do you have? You have a second? You no, no, we're going to take a break, and then I wanted to put her back. Because she did. She read the names right. today, and I wanted to talk to her about she that. Did. She did it. She did a great right. job. So I'm going to put you on take hold. Break. I'm going to get her. You go find her. All right. right. Thank you. Don't go away. We'll be back in two minutes with Victoria Hassan, who read some names today at 9-11. She can give you some real insight into what that experience is like. We'll be right back. This is Albert Muller for townhall.com. For the first time in Gallup polling, only a minority of adults in the United States belong to a church, synagogue, or mosque. That's a quote from Nicholas Kristof, a man of the left, writing recently in the New York Times, interacting in his column with a new book entitled The Great Dechurching. The authors argue, and I quote, we are currently experiencing the largest and fastest religious shift in the history of our country, end quote. That's quite a claim. The book emphasizes the sociological aspects of the decline in church attendance and church membership. Another writer speaks of belonging but not believing, that is, belonging to a church but not believing what the church is teaching. What we're seeing is that those who don't really believe are no longer belonging. They're pulling away. The point is this. The tighter the secular pressure comes, the more we're going to find out who was just belonging but not believing. Once theological beliefs become sufficiently scandalous, well, the belonging becomes quite untenable if you don't believe. We ought not to be surprised. So you, some of you just heard Chris Hassan talking about friends and friendship through the years. Well, let me tell you something. Part of that cluster, the Sabah family, they're a Bay Ridge family, and uh, they knew many, many people who were lost in uh, the Brooklyn Bay Ridge community on September 11th, and they have been wonderful in honoring their memory. The Sabah family for six decades have been running Bay Ridge Honda. 
And they are kicking off the fall season by saving you $1,500, $1,500 when you turn in your trade or lease and purchase your next car with Bay Ridge Honda. All five boroughs come to Bay Ridge to come to this family-owned and operated dealer. You know what? This dealership won the 2022 President's Award. That means the dealership is outstanding. And you know what they have there? 200 new Honda vehicles and over 100 certified pre-owned vehicles. And right now, you get 0% APR financing and 0% down payment on select new 2023 Honda models for the whole month of September. Plus, receive $1,500 when you turn in your trade or lease when you purchase your car with Bay Ridge Honda. And you know what? Even if you don't want to buy a car but you want to get rid of your car, they'll buy your car from you. So visit Bay Ridge Honda at 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, or online at BayRidgeHonda.com. That's BayRidgeHonda.com. These deals are available to qualified buyers. Additional fees may apply. See dealer for details. This sale ends September 30th, 2023. Did you listen to our podcasts? Hear them now on our website at am970theanswer.com. Tell me about this tune. So this is uh, My Chemical Romance, and I thought it was an interesting story fitting for today, but back in 2001, Gerard Way, the lead singer of this band, was working as a comic book illustrator. He was actually walking to work in New York. He witnessed the 9-11 attacks, and then this inspired him to start a band, which became this one we're hearing, My Chemical Romance, and he is their lead singer. Only on the Idola Power Hour do you get this kind of... Uh depth of of music information um so today when i was down there it was uh it was it's it's always i i it's hard to describe there's so many emotions that grow through you your body your brain your heart um we had a little drama antina didn't feel so well we had a little ems we were in o'hara's we had a traditional drink um, then we went over to where Joe's name is, and then we went up to World One World Trade, all the way up on the top. Then we came down to leave, and um, I wear a bracelet. I've been wearing a bracelet for not obviously not twenty two years, but definitely twenty one years. You know, I was thinking about getting a tattoo to honor Joe, but I'm not big into tattoos or needles or any of that stuff. And thank God, Chris Hassan gave me this bracelet with Joe's name on it, and I've been wearing it, and he's given me a couple of replacements because it just they get faded. I left mine in the um, the metal detector going into the building. So when we came down, I went to go find it, and sure enough, I, I it was gonna, it was in a lost and found. It's on my wrist. But this little girl, Sam Molina, you can relate to this. Maybe a, not even two, like mm-hmm. one and a half. She's just standing there all by herself in the hallway. <laughs> And but holding something, I don't even know. But I'm like, hello, hello. And I get down, and she, there's no one around her. Now the security guards run over, but she's by an elevator. So I'm like, I know what happened. You know, some kid got in the elevator, and sure enough, so they were going to go up. I said, I'll stay here with her. I said, I'm a father. I'm, you know, I'm wearing all of Joe's gear. They trusted mm-hmm. me. And within 60 seconds, the other elevator doors open, and out comes this mother. And sure enough, they're from Rome, Italy. 
The mother, of course, grabs the kid, grabs her, squeezing her, crying and all that. But it was a, an interesting uh, moment. Scary. Yeah, terrifying, not scary. And at that particular point, Victoria Hassan was in the ladies' room. I, we were looking all over for her. Is she on the phone right now, Victoria? <laughs> are you there? I am. You missed that Thank whole. You, you missed that whole. Well, you know, you're a mother. Your daughter's a little bigger than one and a half years old, and she's doing so, yes. uh, so well. So, Vicky, tell people who don't know what it's like and just watching on TV. What was it like? Like, what are the logistics of? First of all, how were you selected to read uh, uh, any names today? And then, what's it like? Like, what time do you have to be there and all of that stuff? Okay. It's well. First of all, it's totally random. Like you just put your name in as a family member, you can put your name in. And when and, did you when did you do that? Like how long ago? I sat in not too long ago, the beginning of August, I believe it was. And then I got called a little a few weeks later. Not not, not a few weeks later because they sent me the uh, names by September first, <laughs> but uh, like two weeks later. And I got the they called me and they said, "Oh, you were selected. You still want to read?" They asked you if you had a stage fright, and I said, no, of course, because I didn't think I did. But uh, then they, they send you the names, and you got them by September 1st, and they send you a recording with all the names, and you listen to them over and over because you, you want to You definitely do, had some uh, tough ones. Go ahead. Yeah, I had a few tough ones, and I wanted to make sure to honor everybody by saying their names correctly because I hate when they say my brother's name wrong. So, and I, I, you know, it really means a lot. It's, it's like, I feel like it's my responsibility to say their name as, as, as correctly as humanly possible. And I hope I did a good job, but it was very, very nerve wracking this year. I don't know what, what was uh, up with me, but I was really nervous. And it was the first year I was in the 9-11 museum. You go in and uh, you go through security and blah, blah, blah. You get up and you go to the auditorium. They show you where you're sitting. Then you can get up and go get coffee. They have little stuff to eat, not much, but something to munch on. Then you sit back down and you just wait, basically, to be called. And each row in front of you is getting emptied, and you know that your turn is coming soon. And my my stomach is getting more and more and not like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Well, you did a lot more, Victoria Hassan, than just read your brother's name. You you made some very point. Well, you didn't actually read his name until after you were in the S's and he's an H. Yes. But um, you made a very, very uh, wonderful uh, and a very appropriate. Thank you. No, it really was. Why don't you tell no, folks I a little bit? Give, give them the essence of it. Well, I didn't know what I was going to say until I actually got there today. And I sat there. I was talking to a few different people around me. And I don't know. I, I had brought a pen and paper with me just to jot down a few thoughts. And I um, just basically um, said, you know, that. well, first of all, it was so difficult to figure out what you wanted to say in such a little amount of time. I mean, how do they, do you... do they give you a time limit? Well, they said today, what's funny, they were like, if of any time, uh, any year, you want to keep your you know, tribute down to a minimum, it's this year because there's a hurricane on the horizon and we may have to evacuate. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so seriously, they, they said if you took, everybody took 15 seconds to do their tribute, it would be a half hour longer, the ceremony. So okay. please try to keep it to a minimum. So I don't, I don't know. I tried to time myself, actually, when I was sitting there. <laughs> oh, I recorded the whole thing, and I sent it to you, so you could look right on your phone. But well, I only have two minutes before we go up against the end okay. of the show. Tell folks generally what you say, because I thought it was excellent. 
Uh, I just basically said how um, much my brother was loved and missed. He would be so proud of his family. He um, and how much uh, we should not forget this day, and not just this day, but the days and weeks afterwards, and how we all came together as a country and a city. And then I also wanted to give a big shout out to the first responders because I knew my brother Joe would want me to say but that. The way when you what was so great, important. what was great was when you talked about. September 12th and September 13th and September 14th and September 15th. You know, I'll never forget those days. And that's what you were talking about, how it didn't matter. Democrat, Republican, conservative, liberal, black, white, gay. So, like, no one cared. saying that, yes. And we all came together as a city and a country and the world. And and I wish that we could do that again because we could use that. I agree. Are you with your mommy and your daddy? They're upstairs. I came down to the basement for a little peace and quiet because oh. it's clean up there. Chris is here, though. My we twin. love you, Arthur. We love oh, you, really, Arthur. Really, whatever Thank way you so you, much. Whatever way you fly, you always keep <laughs> Joey, yes. Joe in your heart. You're champion for well, him. You know, you know how brilliant you, you know how brilliant your father is, and uh, he really yes. is. I don't say that lightly, <laughs> yeah. but you know, he, yeah. he, and I said this the other day. He said something that wasn't without he was wrong about. Those days after 9-11 when I was with you guys, I said to him, you know, Mr. And your, and your nephew was three months old. I said, you know, I go, I'm not going anywhere. I'm like, I'm always going to be around. And he goes, Arthur, that's a nice sentiment. A lot of people say that, but that doesn't usually happen. But he was very strong I, on that one. I made sure it happened. And uh, you guys are family. Vicky, just don't steal any money because, you know, you are the one who handles all the money for my law firm. And yeah. Definitely lives up to your word, Arthur. We love you so much. Yeah. All right. And Chadrulo, yeah. make sure you, you stay the best Chadrulo on the planet. Earth, all right, brother. Thank you. God bless you. God bless America. All right, live and local on September 11th, 2023. Luca Joseph is here. Sam Bellino is here. We're gonna leave uh, Lower Manhattan, head over to uh, the Hassan's house, and I'll give Paul Ed and Chip a hug. That would be Joe Hassan, the junior. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow, live and local from AM 970. The answer. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons PC. Portions of the Arthur Idala Power Hour sponsored by Bay Ridge Honda. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.